In the holy name of Jesus, amen. What makes Mary so special really has nothing to do with Mary herself, but rather what the Lord uh, does through her and with her and inside of her. When we speak of Mary, we're really speaking of Jesus. Mary is called the Theotokos. She is called the God-bearer, the one who gives birth to God. Mary is the mother of God, and that is, to put it simply, quite unique. There is really no one else like Mary. She is in a class all on her own. Today is the day when she falls asleep in the Lord. And we remember Christian saints on the days of their death. But what does it mean that God has a mother? And what's more, what does it mean that that God who has a mother then listens to her? Well, it means that the fourth commandment is real. Honor your father and your mother. It seems, it looks to me like Jesus and Mary were quite close throughout uh, his life, and they traveled together. She's there at the conception, she's there at the cross, and then kind of everywhere in between. Mary loves her son, and he loves his mother. She gave him life just as your mother gave it to you. God has a mother in order to redeem all those who have a mother. God has a mother and honors her as all men are commanded to do. So you remember, of course, when Jesus, uh, Mary and Joseph take Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem every year for Passover and, and probably some other times as well. Um, but you, you remember the, the story, though, about Joseph and Mary. They are faithful parents. Though so parents take your children to church, yes. But then once Jesus uh, stays behind, and uh, they're reasonably panicked and freaked out about this, Mary and Joseph are. I mean, any parents would be frightened about this. So they rush back to Jerusalem, and after three days, finally find him, and he's there in the temple. Mary says, son, why did you do this to me? She seems very upset with him. Jesus is just puzzled by this. He says, well, where did you think I was supposed to be? I'm in my father's house. Haven't you been teaching me this? They didn't really understand what happened. But Jesus goes back to Nazareth with them anyways, and he is submissive to his parents, honoring, serving, obeying, loving, and cherishing them. God incarnate obeyed his earthly parents. So my, church, my, parents, my parents took me to church every single week and in the middle of the week as well. Um, I think I was 11 or 12 years old, and they had they'd gone out of town for, for something, and, and I was staying at a friend's house while my parents were out of town. And uh, my friend's mother 
slept late that Sunday morning, and we did not want to wake her up. So we got on our bikes, and we went to church in Sunday school, and when she woke up, found that two 11-year-old boys had simply gone missing. Now, why did we do this? Well, we went to church because we were honoring our parents. And yet, when we got back to his house, she was not particularly pleased with us. How could you do that to me? Lesson learned. Now, some of you are here today because of your parents or because of your grandparents. Now, your father and your mother believing something is not alone a good reason to believe that, okay? If they believe weird things, you don't have to believe those things, okay? Although we still do honor our fathers and our mothers. But when it is good and when it is true, then you have even more reason to believe and to practice what they have handed to you. Did your parents bring you to the Lord's house? Did they teach you to receive the Lord's gifts of word and sacrament? Did your parents bring you to holy baptism, even as a child, if that was all they did? Well, you have a sacred obligation, a command, a duty to honor them by continuing to come and to hear these things and to be a part of the church. Honor your father and your mother so that it may go well with you and you may live long on the earth. So this is not some simple obligation like just honor your parents and things might not work out. Well, no, it's, this is the first commandment that has a promise with it. Honor your father and your mother and things really will go better for you if you do honor them. And you'll live long. It's very good. Now, I don't know a single father or mother who is pleased when their children stop coming to church. I do know lots of fathers and mothers that worry about their children who have chosen something else. Who are chasing after some other thing, or even worse, are just lazy. And the church is not some magical place that will simply continue to exist on its own. The church, this church... This congregation is a group of people gathered by Christ through his word, by holy baptism, who celebrate the Lord's Supper with one another, who love and serve God and one another. Your fathers and your mothers, your grandfathers and your grandmothers built this place for that reason. And so honor them. Bring your children they will honor you as well. Or maybe we know something that Jesus didn't know when he went back home and listened to Mary and Joseph. Probably not. Honor your father and your mother. Now it's also important that Mary is a virgin. Uh, and indeed that's how we confess her in the creeds. Jesus has no earthly father. He is adopted by Joseph. So the church has always been uh, very strong proponents and, and, and we have practiced adoption throughout the years, taking children that other people don't want. This is a wonderful, wonderful thing to do following in Joseph's footsteps. 
So we celebrate Joseph's good works too, and we in no way degrade him. He cared for Mary and Jesus, and for that we honor him too. But I think the thing about Jesus' earthly fatherlessness is that no one can lay claim to him as their own. No one can say, oh, well, he's my family there, so I get a better seat. Well, no, all belong to Christ. And all belong to him, and he belongs to all families. For his father is our father who art in heaven. And we can't say, well, yeah, but like, you know, Joseph. Well, no, his father is your father, our father. And if God is our father, then we are sisters and brothers. And the church is a family. And what do families do? I've seen families endure all sorts of awful and terrible things. I've seen people in families do awful things to one another, sin against one another all the time. And then, like, they still get together. You're like, well, this doesn't really make any sense, does it? Shouldn't you, like, kick these people out and disown them? Well, no, it's just my cousin, you know. He does those things. They still love one another, people and families do, regardless of the sins committed. And they may not know it, but when they get together at Christmas, they do so in reflection of this holy family. It's wild. So in the church, this family, your brothers and sisters are made and created by the Lord in holy baptism, given a new birth with the sending of the Holy Spirit who cries out, Abba, Father. And this is literally your family now. Now, I've seen people in families fight against one another and then still come together. And, and, and this might blow your mind, but I've seen this happen in churches too. It's wild. People in churches fight and sin against one another and then they come together in forgiveness and endure with one another. And it's beautiful. And that's how congregations go. And that's how you should see the whole entire church, too. All of these denominations that are just splintered and all over the place. We don't even talk to each other. They are filled with your brothers and your sisters. Now, perhaps they've done some bad things. Perhaps they've compromised some teaching and belief about some pretty important things. Yeah, they're still my brothers and sisters over there. We're still family, so long as we have Jesus as our Lord, God as our Father. As we see in the church is one foundation, by schisms rent asunder and heresies distressed, and none of it really makes any sense from a worldly perspective. Unless, of course, Jesus Christ is the Lord of the church, which he is. That is why we have outlasted every single other institution on the face of the earth. And that is why we will be here uh, after every single government and kingdom has fallen. The church of Christ will still stand. Because you are part of something eternal. Something imperishable. An in-breaking of a new world, a world that is to come. You are part of a new reality, 
revolving around the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of the sins of the whole entire world, and most importantly, your sins. Because those are the only ones you actually have to deal with and answer for. Stability, steadfastness, found in the word of God for the world, for your father and for your mother, for you and for your family, for you and yourself. So what makes Mary so special? She bore God. It's a big deal. She was chosen by the Lord for this purpose. But are you really any different than that? Because the Lord has chosen you to bear God. He's chosen you and given you this same life-giving and creating spirit that was given to Mary. So bear it well. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.